0: Deep beneath the surface, in an underground chamber shrouded in darkness, the puppeteer flexed his nimble fingers. The walls were etched with glowing mystical runes that bathed the room in an eerie, pulsating light, enhancing the ritualistic atmosphere. Candles flickered as if swayed by an unseen force, casting shadows that danced like restless spirits. In the middle of the chamber, a grand wooden stage stood, surrounded by arcane symbols drawn meticulously on the ground. On this stage, the puppeteer's newest creations lay inanimate. Carved from ancient woods rumored to be harvested under the light of a blood moon, these were no ordinary puppets. Their wooden muscles were intricately detailed, and their faces painted in grim expressions of war. Miniature swords, shields, and spears were positioned beside them, ready to be wielded. Then the ceremony began. The puppeteer lifted his hands, each finger adorned with a silver ring. Invisible strings of potent magical energy connected from the rings to the puppets. With a fluid grace, he pulled, twisted, and manipulated the strings. Slowly, the wooden figures twitched to life. Their movements at first were jerky, but soon smoothed into deadly agility as they picked up their miniature weapons. In a final, dramatic gesture, the puppeteer clenched his fists, and the strings pulled, taut. Outside, the earth shivered, sensing a vile change in the wind. The enchanted forests, usually a place of tranquility and mystical wonder, felt a sudden disturbance. Trees rustled, and their leaves fell like rain. Thorns that usually snared unsuspecting travelers retreated into the ground, and creeping vines recoiled as if in pain. Through the forest floor, a swarm of wooden soldiers advanced like a menacing tide. Their agility was unearthly, dodging falling branches and leaping over pitfalls with calculated precision. As they emerged from the forest's edge, they locked their eyes on their first target, a small, sleepy village with no notion of the impending horror. The soldiers swept through the settlement, a whirlwind of wood and steel. Within minutes, they set houses ablaze, reducing thatched roofs to cinders. Men charged with desperate bravery but were cut down. Women screamed, and animals howled, yet all fell under the puppet army's merciless assault. Back in the chamber, the puppeteer couldn't help but smile at his newfound power. He felt the strings quiver in his hands like sentient beings, feeding back the ecstasy of victory. His eyes then fell upon a crumbling, ancient map spread out on a stone table. It was marked with cryptic runes and showed various realms, forests, mountains, and lakes, that led to a sprawling kingdom guarded by mythical beasts and protected by invisible magical wards. He traced his finger along the path his army would take, each location a stepping stone in his grand plan to dominate the entire realm. A kingdom ripe for the taking awaited him, and this was only the beginning. After their initial victory, the puppet army regrouped. Back in the underground chamber, the puppeteer had worked tirelessly, mending shattered limbs and replacing splintered weapons. Their wooden frames were enchanted anew, making them even more resilient than before. Spells of swiftness and agility were imbued into their fibers, preparing them for the trials that awaited. Once reanimated, they marched with mechanical precision into realms unknown, crossing borders between reality and myth. Their first encounter was with harpies, feathered creatures with talons as sharp as daggers. The harpies lunged from rocky cliffs, shrieking as they descended upon the wooden soldiers. Yet, the puppets moved in unison, raising shields and deflecting the strikes. Where a talon managed to pierce, it found no flesh to rend, only unyielding wood fortified by dark magic. Within moments, the harpies retreated, injured and bewildered, into the shadowy recesses of their caverns. Pressing onward, the puppets arrived at the enchanted riverbanks, home to naiads, elusive spirits of waterways. The naiads summoned the river to surge and thrash, torrents of water attempting to engulf the invaders. However, the soldiers were undeterred. The water seemed to part around them, their wooden frames resistant to the pull of the currents. Eventually, the naiads, too, accepted defeat, their sorrowful songs echoing through the water as they submerged into the depths, defeated and demoralized. Just when it seemed like the puppeteer's influence was unchallenged, a great chasm of fire and magma appeared guarded by a majestic phoenix with feathers ablaze. This was a guardian ancient and wise, and it knew immediately that these were no ordinary foes. With a beat of its wings, the phoenix exploded in a firestorm, incinerating the first line of puppets instantly. But, the puppeteer was prepared for even this. From his hidden lair, he waved his hand dramatically, causing the ceiling of the chamber to crystallize momentarily. With another sweeping motion, the crystals fractured into icicles that materialized above the fiery chasm. They rained down upon the phoenix, each shard quenching the flames. Mid-scream, the guardian bird was extinguished, its form turning to ash that was swept away by a gust of wind, leaving the chasm unguarded. The puppet army continued, stepping over sill cooling magma and past the extinguished remains of the fallen phoenix. They left behind a realm once guarded by mythical creatures, now defeated and broken, its protectors no longer capable of standing against this new, dark power. This assault, too, was a success, but the puppeteer was far from satisfied. His eyes were set on grander objectives, more daunting foes, and above all, a kingdom that would soon crumble under his unprecedented reign. The puppeteer slipped away from his underground chamber, navigating through labyrinthine corridors filled with arcane symbols, until he arrived at a hidden door. A whisper of a spell, and the door creaked open, revealing his most sacred space, the secret theater. This room was a haven for dark arts, a confluence of forbidden magic and wicked intellect. The walls were adorned with tapestries depicting the rise and fall of empires, each woven with threads of magical energy. Maps of the known and unknown worlds were pinned next to enchanted quills that scribbled notes and strategies autonomously. Shells were filled with magical trinkets, soul jars, cursed gemstones, and artifacts of immeasurable power. At the center of the room was a grand stage that functioned as a scrying mirror, allowing the puppeteer to view his army's actions in real time. With a flick of his wrist, he conjured a swirling vortex on the stage, providing a panoramic view of a floating citadel high above the clouds. This was the kingdom's last fortress, and its final hope. Suspended by ancient magics, guarded by celestial beings, it was considered impregnable. Unfazed, the puppeteer moved to a grand alchemy table filled with glass vials and mystical reagents. He mixed forbidden spells with alchemical powders, creating an elixir of otherworldly properties. Dipping his fingers into the concoction, he then touched the strings connected to his puppet army, infusing them with new abilities. Their wooden bodies became light, almost ethereal, allowing them to scale invisible stairways that materialized out of thin air, to leap from cloud to cloud with supernatural agility. The final assault was ready to commence. The puppets ascended, reaching the heights of the floating citadel. The fortress's celestial guardians sprang into action, hurling bolts of lightning and gusts of wind in a desperate attempt to defend their home. But the puppet army was relentless and, more importantly, resistant. They endured, deflecting magical attacks with their shields, dodging celestial blades with their newly acquired agility. Within minutes, The unthinkable happened, the citadel's magical wards broke. One by one, the barriers shattered, releasing bursts of magic that dissipated into the ether. The puppets swarmed the inner sanctum, destroying ancient artifacts and disarming magical traps. The fortress was reduced to ruins, its celestial guardians vanquished, its protections obliterated. The puppeteer leaned back savoring the intoxicating feeling of triumph that washed over him. His eyes glistened with malevolent joy as he envisioned his next move, a full-scale invasion of the kingdom now left defenseless. But, as his eyes returned to the theater's scrying stage, he noticed something unusual, a string, previously invisible, now faintly visible, and attached to his own wrist. Just as the puppeteer was about to issue his next command, The strings connected to his wooden army tightened, pulling his hands upward. He was yanked off his seat, his body floating in the air as if gravity itself had been reversed. The sensation was unlike any spell he had cast or experienced, he was no longer in control. His eyes darted across his theater of dark enchantments, finally landing on a shadowy corner where an ornate mirror hung. This object had always been a part of the room, yet it was one he had seldom paid attention to. But now, the mirror's surface began to ripple like a disturbed pool of water, and from its depths emerged a figure, grotesque and otherworldly, yet eerily similar, a puppeteer from another dimension. The figure was adorned with robes that absorbed light and eyes that glinted like cold stars. It lifted its gnarled, almost skeletal hands, revealing strings of cosmic energy that extended from its fingers. These strings traversed the mirror's glass and, to the puppeteer's horror, were connected to his own limbs. He tried to sever them with a burst of magic but found his powers were ineffective, nullified by an authority far greater than his own. In that instant, the humbling, horrifying truth washed over him. He had been a puppet, his actions orchestrated, his victories and triumphs all part of a grander more malevolent design. The strings in his hands disintegrated into motes of dark light, and his army, his creation, fell lifeless, their wooden forms collapsing into heaps of splinters and dust. A laughter emerged from the figure in the mirror, a sound so malevolent it reverberated through every fiber of his being, shaking the very foundations of his secret theater. The room dimmed, the magical candles flickering out, leaving him, in an unbearable darkness. The mirror's surface darkened, the figure disappeared, but the strings remained, invisible but palpable, a permanent reminder of his subservience. His stage, his theatre, his grand plan, they had been nothing more than a facade for a story within a story, a play within a play. And as the final curtain fell on his ambitions, the puppeteer was left in a state of chilling, eternal solitude a pawn forever confined to someone else's board.